Last time on Knights of the Rolled Table, after a surprise reunion with Maya and XX Bloody Heart, the heroes snuck back into Jaka and witnessed a ritual in which Captain Dropoff summoned a lord from the realm of water and immediately assassinated him, which seems to have made Dropoff the new lord of water based on something called the Platinum Accords. They were confused too. And it didn't help when they were attacked by Gravely's old foe, Bashir, and an electric eel. Bashir was brought down by the combined antics of Gravely and XX Bloody Heart, but not before blowing a horn and sounding an alarm to everyone in earshot. There, collapsed on the ground, smoking slightly from the fire damage. Yeah. You see the two new pirates arriving on the scene. You see the eel. You see the general melee. A quick kind of surveying of that scene would be like, you guys could probably take this current group, but you definitely look out wider at the kind of like area of the town and everything else going on. And you can see definitely like everybody heard the horn and there's movement. Some people are moving away. Some people are moving towards. It's going to get complicated pretty fast. All right. I will um, go over to the edge where I can see everybody and I'll just say, guys, we got to go get out of here. And then I'll run back to Bashir, do a quick looting of his person (laughs) and hit the trail. All right. You uh, work over Bashir, are you looking for anything in particular? Uh, anything cool. Dark, brooding. Uh, he's got his longbow. He's got a sword with him. Eh. He's probably got some coins if you take some time to root through his pockets. and um, Now, like a evil medallion or like <laughs> a burned off finger or, I don't know, something, something cool. If I see that, I'm going to be like, take his bow, XX! Okay, fine. I'll grab the bow and I'll get the the horn that he had. Okay. Yeah, you've got a horn and a bow and a roll slide of hand. Oh boy. 25. Dang. Boom. What, what was your straight roll on slide of hand? That was a 19 plus 6. All right. You uh, root through his person and you find he has like a coin purse and you think, but actually separately in a different pocket, you pull out a platinum coin. Ooh. Looks to be fairly... Platinum's pretty pricey and uh, looks to be like it could fetch a good price. And gonna regret this. Roll a D100. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Why Why does Jeff end up with all the crazy stuff? He didn't pull out the rock token, Chris. That was your fault. You gave it to him. No, that was my character that gave it to him. I'm talking to Chris about what he's done to me by giving Jeff the person things. I got 11. You got 11 on a D100. That's promising. Yep. All right. So you root through his person and you find this platinum coin and you pocket it, pocket it and you also find a little vial of red liquid. It looks to be a potion of healing. All you right. could give it to him and then he'd feel a lot better. Uh, a pass. You know <laughs> what? I'm going to give him a stab on the way out just for good measure. Ooh. All right. I guess he's a he's a body, so I guess you can stab him. Can I just roll him off the roof? <laughs> just roll him off the roof. 
Well, you can do that or stab him. It's going to take a substantial amount of effort to roll a body off a roof. All There's right. a little ledge. That's going right, to take just some a little, time. Just a little tink, stab to make sure All it's... Right. A little stabby stab. Beep, beep. Yep, and he definitely reacts a little bit like maybe he uh, was unconscious, but not fully dead, but the stabbing didn't help. <laughs> Is that your turn? That's it, and I'm going to yeah start getting out of there. Um, Next up, it's wizard time. It's wizard time! The wizard's going to turn towards Gravely and cast Ray of Frost. It'll be a ranged spell attack. Twelve. That'll miss. Probably misses Gravely. So the Ray of Frost beams past you, and then the wizard sees that, doesn't really like it, and casts Misty Step. So disappears in a puff of silvery mist, and you do not see where he reappeared. What a jerk! It's gravely stern. I will shoot at the eel. Which is because in Maya's hand. Oh, but isn't it like really big or? It is pretty big, yes. Maya's standing still, so, you know, you're a pretty good shot. Well, I'll, I'll head down and get a little closer to it, and then I'll shoot it. You're not, I mean, you can just stay there, because like longbow range, it's not necessarily a better shot. Unless yeah, you're know, like, super I, far but, away. But she's right. my friend, and I want to. Being careful. All right. Being careful, dainty, you know. Creeps well, up. I don't want to accidentally shoot Maya again. <laughs> Take a bead on this eel. Do you want to move your uh, hunter's mark? Yes, I'll, thank you. I'll, uh, I'll move hunter's mark to the eel. Or whatever that sounds like. And then uh, I'll shoot it twice. Dirty 20. Hit. Okay. 23. Both hits. Has it been hurt? Well, yeah, it has. Oh, vampiric so, touch. Twenty-seven on the first. Dang. All right, let's do cold damage. Okay. All right, and the second one. Twenty-three. Also cold. All right, zip, zip. Its body just like ices right over where those two arrows hit it, and it uh, crumbles away. It like breaks in half right where nice. Maya's holding it, and that eel is no more. Maya, run! I'll use my movement to run towards her to make sure that she's able to move. She's not reacting much. She's kind of like trembling and stammering a little bit, but she's not moving along, doesn't react to the arrows or the eel falling apart. She's kind of like... uh, As I see that, I'll yell out. I'll like, "Uh, Gang, I need help with Maya. I don't think I can carry her. I don't want to die again, you guys. Coming to the first mate that looks a really bad, and the first mate's going to make a break for it away from... I guess he could disengage, so that would save the um, opportunity attack. So he's going to kind of duck under Tiburon's um, range and start to run away. Makes his movement speed away. And that will bring us to Maya's turn. Maya is stunned, not doing much. And that will bring us to Tiburon. Tiburon, this guy just took off. You could run him down, but you also see a Maya not moving and more pirates arriving, two within range. What do mm-hmm. you do? Okay. Uh, well, first I yell it gravely. Uh, What's wrong with her? I don't know. I think she got really scared of the eel and she just froze up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sure that's it. Logical. <laughs> I mean, he didn't really see. So. 
She's shocked. She's got to be shocked. I start making a sprint towards her. It's very shocking. Um, is, is she is she close enough that that I can make it there in in one sort of movement? Yeah. Okay, great. In which case, once I get to her, can I just holler over my shoulder? Um, yeah, so she's not very far at all away from you, maybe 10 feet away from you, and as an action, you could pick her up, and so you could go another, what's your movement, like 30 feet altogether, or, you know? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can make 20 feet off into the direction okay. that you arrived originally, or wherever you want to go. Okay, I, I didn't say uh, uh, XX Bloody Heart leave, right, so I have no idea where he went. He just yelled down that it was time to go, so you probably do see him up on the roof. All right. Head back towards the way we came, and I'm like, Gravely, follow me! All right, so he heads off there. Right behind you! So, let's see. Uh, It would be the two new pirates' turn. Let's say probably one will run towards Gravely, and one will run after Tiburon. Let's say they both throw things at you. So a hand axe comes flying towards Gravely, 19 to AC. That'll hit. Doesn't do a ton of damage. Um, It will do three damage. Ow. So you dive down as that axe flies by you and kind of twists awkwardly. And the other one throws a similar axe at Tiburon. Uh, That one goes well wide of you, but you kind of hear a splash nearby and have a sense that you're being pursued while you're hauling Maya off. Okay. And that'll bring us back to XX Bloody Heart. Alright, I want to like kind of get up a little ways and then take some cover and make sure everybody's following me. Is anybody coming this way? Get up a little ways like running away or you're, we left you up on the roof or did you climb down a little bit? Yeah, I'll I'll climb down and then start going back the way we came. But I want to make sure people are coming with me. Yeah, so Tiburon's already headed that way, carrying Maya, and Gravely looks to be prepared to follow. So you'd at this point be okay. I'll I'll kind of help up. I'll help carry Maya then. And not that heavy. Well, well, look. Well, there's also two people uh, throwing axes at us. Whatever. Yeah, you could like jump down on them and do a. Do a do a rogue thing if you want, or you yeah, could, let's do a rogue thing on them. Yeah, I want to attack, assassinate. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be. I'm your worst enemy. That that <laughs> thing from Bat from the first Batman movie. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a sneak attack uh, bonus if you want to jump down on top of one of them. Oh yeah, time to Batman someone. Thirteen. Let's say hit. Oh, these guys are squishy. That's a twenty-one. Damage. Yeah. He goes down right underneath you, does not get back up again. All right, let's go. <laughs> so you can uh, then you can use your cunning action probably to dash and just about catch up to Maya and to Barone. Cool. I do that. Eel's dead. Eel be back. Hey. <laughs> I, was trying, I was trying to think of a good eel pun. Oh, man. <laughs> From behind a building... A beam of crackling blue energy lances out towards XX Bloody Heart, sustaining an arc of lightning. Oh, what? Oh, lightning? I know that spell. 15 to AC. Does that hit you? That does hit me. <laughs> oh, I can use my reaction to have the attacks damage against me. 
There you go. Oh, okay, so yeah, uncanny dodge, I will use that to forego my reaction to have the damage. <laughs> How much damage? Damage will be 12. You're real good. So you can have that to six lightning damage. And that oh. beam of lightning is still connected to you. It doesn't go away right away. What? Yeah. On that will bring us to first mate continues to run. Maya comes out of it, is unstunned, is being carried by Tiburon. Uh, it's a fireman's carry, if you're wondering. Thank you. Yes, I assumed. Not like a romantic. It's the proper way to carry. Carrying in front of you. You're going to hurt your back if you try to carry her in front. Is that like where I'm over the shoulder? Like, mm-hmm. You're like yes. Tarzan Jane-esque? Yeah, you're looking at his butt, basically, is what's going on. <laughs> And very close to you, as you come out of it, you see uh, XX Bloody Heart getting electrocuted by an arc of lightning coming from off in the shadows. Yeah, no, I know that spell, and I think Maya would recognize that spell, so I lost my vampiric fetch because of reasons. So I'm going to go ahead and mm. cast my own witch bolt. Assuming I can see them. Are they within 30 feet? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, and the lightning, this, the... Presumably, this is the wizard um, who Misty stepped is in the shadows, but there's lightning coming out of his hand, so or wand probably, and so you can see right where he must be lit up a little bit creepily. Oh, I'll go much bolted back and be like, "How do you like it? It is not fat." Does it twelve hit? Nope. All right. Well, oh. that's fine. So Tiburon, you're not even aware that Maya came out of it, but suddenly, like, somebody's shooting lightning from right behind you. Um, and she kind of, like, moves around. You have a sense that she woke up suddenly. Gravely, your turn. Do I see the wizard pirate? You see the source of the lightning. Actually, from where you are, probably not quite. You see lightning shoot out from where you would assume the wizard is, but there's a building obscuring that from where you are. Ugh. But it's also, like, if you were just running after the rest of them, you would eventually come into range of it. All right, I'll run back. You just you just have to follow them. So if you're running after everybody, you'll eventually be able to kind of look to your left and see where the source of okay. the lightning is. Yeah, so I'll run up. I got short little legs. I see the wizard, and I'll be like, leave my friend alone. <laughs> and I'll uh, move my hunter's mark, which is still active, to the pirate mm-hmm. wizard. Zoom. And then I'll shoot him with a longbow. Roll both attacks if you want to do both. Yeah, this will be... Uh, we'll do cold damage. 14 to hit. Miss. Actually, what it does is it, it would hit him, you're pretty sure, but um, you see his magical armor light up with magical energy. Oh. He has ah. mage armor up. I'll shoot another thing. That's better. Uh, 21. Hit. 11 damage. Uh, 7 was cold, and then uh, uh, the other was Hunter's Mark. So that's a hit. He rolled a 1 on a con save, so the lightning stops abruptly. And this figure that you just, you're pretty sure you hit with your second arrow, kind of is, is, uh, disappears into the shadows back there. Okay. And I'll continue to run, yeah. I'll say, come on, XX, let's go. Don't stand around just standing there. Woo, let's go. <laughs> All right, so now it's Tiburon's turn. I think I'm going to continue running. I guess before I continue running, uh, I I hear Maya say something, 
and I'm like, mm-hmm. Maya, what do you see back there? Uh, there is uh, some form of a uh, spellcaster, and they are throwing uh, lightning bolts at XX Bloody Heart, and uh, we should keep running. Uh, Maya, can you can you run? Are your legs all right? Yes, uh, I think they are still attached. You can see them better than I can right now. All right, well, I'm setting you down. I set her down. You do so. At least the one pirate behind you is in pursuit, just trying to, like, dash and run and catch up. And that will bring us around to XX Bloody Heart. Are we still in water? Like, splash, splash as we go? Um, As you're running back, you're presumably, you'd be heading ultimately back up the hill. So you've probably gained enough elevation that you're not in a lot of water. Things are still, like, wet, muddy, mucky, but you're not actually standing in water. Well, we're like running on the street, right? Yes. So like a hard, regular stone street. Well, it got uh, tidal waved recently, so there's probably a lot of like sea muck and debris and squishiness going on. But underneath all that would be a stone street, yes. Because I do have a bag of ball bearings. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I did. I did have time uh, to pick them up. Can we not? Since I was in the Feywild for a whole oh. season <laughs> of this show, so I you would. Just, you don't have to recover them every time you use them. You could just buy a new bag from somebody. No, no, no. That's wasteful. Thieves are us or whatever. <laughs> All right. It's the same ones. Yep. I've cleaned them all off individually in my time in the Feywild. Make Shine a wisdom check. Oh, boy. Okay. As you ponder the ball bearing go. situation. <laughs> Never mind. Because you, the quality of the ground me. is it's very similar to the quality of all the right. ground then, in the then, room. Then, um, <laughs> then I have no other tricks. Let's go. Let's run. Dash Smash action. Goes back to Lady Aranye's court and XX Minotaur picks up one ball bearing that was still there and he's like... <laughs> I miss him. Oh. oh, besties! All right, we're just dashing. All right, just dashing. Well, that will bring us to gravely. It's oh, ranger wow. time. You're being pursued. You've got that whole your party ignores difficult terrain thing. It's yep. it's ranger central. What do you want to do? Everybody make a hard left. And uh, like as soon as we get where we cannot be seen by the guy following us or if we can give him the slip, mm-hmm. uh, I want to kind of hold casting pass without a trace when I know that we're out of sight lines. Okay. So if that's now, I'll do it now. But if it's like we get we duck into an alley or we like go a little bit further up and he can't see us, then I'm just going to... Yeah. Um, yeah. Pretty quickly, like you figure the pursuit is gonna, only going to get worse as people might come from other directions. So you're able to turn a quick corner and momentarily get out of sight from this one pirate following you. Yeah. And you can pull everybody aside. I'll say, get, get close to me. And I go, and cast pass without a trace. And then we get plus 10 to uh, stealth check. All right. So you're all suddenly very quiet. Um, let's, yeah, go ahead and let's have everybody add, run to roll and make a plus 10 stealth roll. 32. <laughs> Good. 27. 17. 17 as well. Well done. All right. Well, that's enough. So you all pull aside, gravely cast his spell. Y'all get super quiet and shadowy, and you watch this pirate run right by, panting and huffing and puffing. 
And as a ranger, kind of knowing the terrain and, you know, where to get back, I, I kind of like, I'm like, follow me. And then I kind of try to lead them around a back way where, where it would still go up to where the camp was. So let's have everybody make another um, plus 10 stealth roll for just the whole trip back to camp. Okay. Ooh, bad roll for me. 27. <laughs> 32. 20. I roll a natural 20. Wow. Nice. Uh, so 34. The lowest I could get on a plus 10 to what I already have is 18, because I have a yeah. plus 8 already to my stealth. Nice. So. Yeah, you're all super stealthy. All right. Yeah, all right. You all pretty easily make your way back, evading the chase. There doesn't seem to be like a full out search for you because nobody really identified you. The only person really left to like report what was going on was that pirate and maybe the wizard who were would have been just kind of like, I don't know, there was some guys and they ran away. So there doesn't seem to be too much pursuit after you evade the initial capture. And as you're climbing up back to camp, um, you're able to continue to survey. And it looks to be that the watery creatures and the, maybe the sea elf troops that were starting to emerge from the portal are continuing to emerge kind of two at a time. Sometimes two will come through carrying some sort of crate or support. Supplies. It looks like Dropoff and at least part of his crew are headed back to the Trident. The Leviathan is still out there somewhere. Oh, you don't can't immediately see it, but you know it's there because it had popped up and turned on the portal. And you are able to make your way back to the refugee camp at the top of the cliffs. Oh. That was not good. That was awful. But we we defeated Bashir. We defeated that. Traitor, that no good. Oh, I've got a lot of emotions right now. That's okay. Releasing your emotions is healthy, Gravely. Well, he was really mean to me when we worked together, and I don't know. It felt bad feeling good that I shot him. But we did the right thing, right? I mean, it was the, it was the right thing to stop him. I mean, the- yeah, he seemed like a total jerk. <laughs> Here, here's his longbow. Oh, oh, thank you. Uh, can I inspect the longbow and see if it's like anything? interesting yeah you can take some time with that you have a look over it's definitely very finely crafted maybe slightly magical and if you sit and attune to it or identify with it it will be revealed as a plus one longbow oh okay all right cool i'll just hang on to it (laughs) um should we uh do you guys want to grab a drink i feel like i need a something to drink or eat Ooh, i haven't had the drink in a while i'm concerned about the large number of people that are coming out of that portal i i feel like eventually they're going to make their way up here so we need to probably warn the entire camp that we need to be on the move it's not safe i can't hide everybody tiburon what do you think what, what what's... we've got to get word to honey mist in the bastion it's our only hope of Doing something against drop-off. I don't trust whatever's happening down there in that there portal. I don't either. And th- there's no way we can fight that many of them. We need reinforcements somehow. Th- th- this 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 population of this town, they're not fighters. I mean, maybe a few, but... As you patch up and rest and check out this longbow and get a drink and just sort of like start to process what's been going on honey mist actually arrives in camp with some supplies and a couple of pirates and actually one of them is merkins the person who came with you after you infiltrated drop-offs sea cave hideout 
and you have a little bit of time to meet up and talk. Gravely takes uh, Tiburon aside and say, says, um, listen, uh, you're good at the strong arm thing, aren't you? Like like talking tough, like intimidation? Aye, aye. Can you remember that guy Merkins? He came back with Honey Mist. I think he might. Maybe you should like, you know, should do a little uh, good pirate, bad pirate kind of thing. Are you trying to say torture? Should I torture him? Like rip off no, his no, fingernails no, no, or not... stuff things up his nose? No, All no. right. Ew. Oh no, no, no! That's his gloves. Oh my goodness! I don't mean that. I mean, I think maybe he knows a little bit more information, and we maybe if you, you know, talk tough to him, then he'll 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 tell us something, some sort of weakness about uh, about drop off, about uh, what he's after, and how we can stop him, how how he can stop the the Leviathan from being summoned. All again. right, all right, we can give that a shot. But if it doesn't work, torture, right? We're all agreed. Yeah, I'm, I'm down like that, yeah. No, I mean... All right, and then after that, we should talk to Captain Honeymist. So we'll, we'll all go over to Merkins, and Tiburon's going to take the lead, I guess. All right, Merkins is just coming up with the crew. It's got a crate of supplies. Like, doop doop doo here you go, everybody. Oh, there's some... Uh, there's some fresh breeds in there, and uh, make sure to get these, some of these to the kids. And uh, here we go. And uh, I've been, uh, I sold this Is he holding something in myself. his hands? Yeah, he had like a crate of supplies he's marched over with. All right, I'm going to walk over, and I'm going to knock it out of his hands. Oh. Yeah. Hey, listen up. Tiburon's <laughs> got something to say to you. Can I, uh, I just... Uh, hey, Merkins. There's dirt hey. on the salted fish. I just, if I could brush it off a little bit. And, uh, That's the, totally fine. Listen, can we speak okay. to you privately? Um, just like around the corner here of this rock. Oh, sure. Sure, sure. Uh, just All a right. second. Let me uh, brush this off here. And uh, he's kind of carefully putting some carrots and beets back I'm in just the tray. I knocked those out of I, his hand, too. It's okay. <laughs> he really doesn't like vegetables. Uh, he's he's more of a meat man. But Oh, sorry about that. Didn't mean to offend. Uh, what, what can I do for you? Let's just go over here to this rock. I make sure we're kind of like yeah. out of sight. So and I'm like, And I kind of look at Tiburon like, mm-hmm. Merkins. Mm-hmm. <gasps> you're Tiburon. Wow, you're really impressive back there. I can't say I've heard a lot of good stuff about you from the crew. You're clearly, you've got a man of, of great respect. I've got to say I'm really, really happy to be a, a part of the Bastion, just a, a lowly deckhand as I am. If, if I could if I could shake your hand, I, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. It's a pleasure to see I knock you. his hand down. No shaking hands. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, we could shake a few hands. We may shake hands, Maya. He may not shake hands. I shake hands with Maya. <laughs> all right, all right. We're all we're all friends here, Merkins. We can shake hands, of course. First mate always I, always has to respect his crew, and I put my hand out. He timidly, <laughs> with an eye on XX bloody heart, he timidly reaches his hand out and gives you a shake. Great. Uh, I immediately just put him in a death grip and pull him in maybe like a foot forward <laughs> and get really in his face. So you've so you've heard good things about me, have you? Well, have the crew told you the bad things about me? Hi. Well, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, they some they did mention your breath is a little bit. Uh, we weren't going to tell you that. So, oh, sorry. Me breath may be bad, uh, but me temper's worse. Hi. So if you don't want to see me temper, you better start talking, Merkins. Oh, oh, oh okay. I want to roll yeah. intimidation. Ooh, 24. Oh! oh. <laughs> XX is, like, behind, like, like a hype-up man. Just be like, oh, dang! 
Oh, he's getting old. Oh, go, here it goes. Get him, Timmy. Get him. Well, he's properly intimidated. <laughs> what do you want to know? Uh, does someone else want to start asking questions, or should I start asking questions? Yeah, uh, uh, Gravely will say, um, Merkins, from, we need you to tell down us. Down below. <laughs> yeah. Merkins, we need you to tell us, how is Dropoff summoning the Leviathan? Uh, I don't rightly know. Uh, that was not a thing he could do before. But uh, Captain's always got plans, and uh, definitely uh, that was one. Please don't hit me again. I've got... It's fine. Just just answer the questions, and and you won't be hurt. We we just want to make sure that you're going to tell us the truth, okay? All right. Well, look, look, uh, Captain's... uh, I mean, drop off. It's not my captain anymore. He's a... Right. He's a skilled assassin, and and, uh, not to be... Not to be messed with. I did get some sense that uh, he was planning to take a job on sort of a, sort of a freelance. He wasn't he wasn't hired for it, but he knew if we did this, then there'd be something good in it for him. And uh, I, I'm guessing that was I guess that was well, uh, you're, you're you Moya. Sorry about that. Yeah. If I could make it up to you, I could maybe, if you'd like uh, beets, I could I make a fine stew. Uh, I could make a lovely Wait, are you stew trying to help. say that you would make me a stew as a way to carry favor after my murder? No, no. I mean, it wasn't was... me specifically that murdered you, but I, mean, I feel I some culpability stew. since I was on the crew. I would take this Wait, stew. are you saying that he was hired to kill Maya? Well, that's the thing. I don't think he was hired, uh, but uh, I think he thought that if he did kill Moya, there'd be a reward. And why would he think that, Merkins? I don't know. I'm not a part of the, you know, Assassin's Club or or whatever it is. All right. Well, tell us this, Merkins. Uh, Do you know if... Does your former employer, your former captain, does Dropoff have any weaknesses? Anything he's uh, sensitive about? Anything he's uh, prideful or, or, or you know something that we can use to our advantage against him well weaknesses i i don't really know i will say uh i mean his strength is in preparation if he if he plans to take you out uh, he's gonna take you out but he plans meticulously he makes sure he has all the advantages and uh and if he doesn't have that he's he usually won't take the shot he'll he'll, he'll cut and run for for a better for a better position so right. i don't i don't know if that helps it does. Thank you. If people want to make maybe like a wisdom check for assembling various pieces, we can do that. I got a 17. 16. Mm. 6. <laughs> 11. XX Bloody Heart not putting together a whole lot. All these mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gravely and Tiburone do some thinking upon what they're seeing and definitely remember that that, uh, the, silver diadem that he was wearing in the projection and seems to still be wearing definitely was new he was not wearing that when you met him at first back on the island so that seemed prominent and it also shot a big blue beam Mm. out at the leviathan who then shot a big blue beam to open the portal so you would deduce that that's definitely kind of some sort of a magic item that gives him some control over the Leviathan. And it, based on what Merkin's describing, that's probably the reward he acquired from Maya's assassination. I did not like being assassinated. Again, uh, very sorry. If I, can, I mean, I, I realize the stew's probably not totally going to make up for that. If there's anything else I could do. Well, it could be a very good stew. 
Uh, Tiburon, go ahead and let him go. All right. I let him go from the handshake of death. <laughs> Americans, thank you. I'm, I'm thank sorry you. for the rough treatment, and I, I hand him five gold. And, oh, thank you. Uh, I knock <laughs> it out of his hand immediately. <laughs> I was going to say we could give it back to the children of the town, but uh, if you want to just do that. Beat me, it, Merkins. You can do that. You can do that. It'll it'll put a bit of good in your heart, and, and thank you. We won't treat you rough again. Oh, 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 unless you give us reason to but stay straight so he picks up the coins and all the vegetables and he goes off to a cook fire to start to make his oh Merkins, do you have any cucumbers uh yeah i have got two i uh picked them picked them this morning before we left you you like cucumbers uh, i'll take one <laughs> god he hands you both oh, gravely takes both <laughs> those aren't good in stew anyway i start munching on too them. much water mm. god Cucumber achieved. You've passed the cucumber da, 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 side quest. Da, 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 What's da. next? No, um, <laughs> we should talk to we should talk to Captain Honeymist. Aye, the captain will want to know about this. All right, we'll go over to Honeymist and uh, tell her everything that we saw. Okay, so you catch Captain Honeymist on what just happened down there. Did they come over uh, via land? So, like, the bastion is somewhere else, or did they come over via the bastion? Yeah, they came through the land route, so... um, I see. The bastion's still at Mm -hmm. there, at the hidden kind of harbor Mm -hmm. that is her hideout. It'd take a few hours to make your way back to it, but you could do that as part of a plan. Oh, and... uh uh, my my apologies. I, I should have introduced. Uh, this is our uh, former associate XX Bloody Heart, uh, who we uh, we fought with in um, in Oakheart and um, in the town of Respite. And um, oh, you're one of those lot. I'll kind of I'd, I'd love to shake your hand if you're up for it, because uh, your friends here are fine folks, and that makes you a friend of mine if you'll have it. You shake away, honey mist. Big hand goes out. Hands are shake. Awesome. So. Captain, do you have any insight as to how we might be able to... I mean, obviously, I think we need to take away this diadem that's on drop-off, but do you have any other insight as to what might be able to stop him or his forces? Aye, well, the forces down there are only going to get worse. Uh, We could certainly avoid the town, the bastion, and and my crew are are at your service for anything we can be a help. We could make our way back. takes about half a day to get back to the bastion, and... uh, you know, we could we could frontal assault and uh, have a have a good fight on our hands. But if he controls a Leviathan, that's not going to take very long. No, I do not think that the odds are in our favor if we try to go head to head with that thing. Maybe we could pose a distraction. I think I have an idea. XX Bloody Heart, you took the horn that Bashir had, right? Yeah, I have it right here. So we already know that that draws reinforcements. It, it would cause people to go towards whatever sound is blown. We could blow that and, and a bunch of people, or at least some of their forces, would go towards the horn. Then Captain Honeymist and the Bastion would cause another distraction, attacking the weakened forces then that were left. I, I like your thinking. We could certainly uh, distract the forces, maybe. I mean, I could try to distract the Leviathan either, either but that's not going to last long. If Well, well, the big question that we need to ask is, is Dropoff really the bad guy here? <laughs> I mean, what does he really want at this point? He's destroyed the town. Everybody's gone. Yeah, he created a Leviathan. But if we just stay on the land, what does that matter? He wants to be king of the sea. Let him be king of the sea. We'll be over here on the land. As a sea captain, I'd prefer he not be king of the sea. I did almost uh, sink his ship 
few days ago, and I don't think he's very happy with me right now. Right, he's probably uh, got it in for you if he finds, if he sees your ship again. We don't want your ship to be in terrible harm's way, so... We were not on good terms to start with. Yeah, that guy's kind of a jerk. Do we know if Dropoff went on his ship? Uh, you're pretty sure, yes. You didn't specifically see that happen, but you still have a view of the town, and you're pretty sure you would get a glimpse of him somewhere at some point. Okay. So you're pretty sure he's out what, on the What trial. magical items do we have? Maybe there's something we can take advantage of. XX, do you have anything from the Feywild that you might be able to utilize? Uh, I mean, nothing special. Just the regular stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I got my ball bearings. Can I, can I tell if he's telling the truth? Wait a minute. There's only 999 ball bearings here. Ugh! Son not a, a complete set. Sure, you want to do an inside check yeah, on XX Bloody Heart? I to do an inside check. All right. 13. You have definitely a sense that he probably has some stuff, more stuff than he had last time you saw him, but you're not sure what, and he's not talking. XX. What? We're, we're trying to. I don't get nothing special just to make sure, you know, tools. It and might stuff. be help. Nothing, nothing that's going to help. All right. Well, I still have the cloak of the camel. Remember that from last time? Yes, that was very helpful. We could use that somehow. I could pretend to be a cannon oh, and that. go onto the ship and then kill um, Drop Off. Perfect somehow. plan. Full I mean, let's I've go got, to there. I've got a pocket watch yeah. that can go back six seconds, but I, I think that's very situational and I don't know how I'm going to use it. This is bigger than me. And if I don't make it through this, and if the Bastion doesn't make it through this, that may be an acceptable risk. So if. If we could go out there and distract the Leviathan or the Trident or, or whatever you need so that you can do whatever you need to do, well, you can count on us. Uh, Captain, I have one more question. Dropoff mentioned something about the Platinum Accords. He defeated Lord Aquilius and, he, and he, he said by the rights of the Platinum Accords, he is now Lord of the Sea. Does that mean anything to you? That's no code of the sea that I've ever heard. You're seeing... After he killed Aquilius, they all just bowed down to him. Hmm. I don't know, but it can't be good. It sounds bigger than him. I, think- I don't think it's a code of code of the water planes. I've never heard of that. At the mention of the platinum, uh, XX is going to reach in his pocket and pull out the platinum coin he picked up and just give it a closer look. To just look at it, it is um, clear on both sides. Like, there's no face, there's no images, there's no anything on it. Almost like a slug, but you're pretty sure it's pure platinum. What's that? I pulled it off of, but like a regular, like if there was like a coin, like gold coins are printed, assumably, by whatever jurisdiction issues them as Mm -hmm. a means of currency. Yeah. So this is just like, okay. I'd say, um, well, Bashir had this, but it looks like it's just a piece of platinum. Hmm. Guess he won't be needing it. <laughs> maybe it's maybe it's magic. Maya, do you want to take a look at it? I can take a look at it. Um, I don't have identify, but if you'll let me, I could do like an arcana check. Uh, yeah, roll an arcana check. Oh no, that was a nat one. <laughs> Pretty. <laughs> yep, that's silver. You guys, my rolls have been so bad tonight. You think probably it could just be a rock that happened to be perfectly coin shaped? Who knows? <laughs> Mm-hmm. Maybe he collects rocks. He's <laughs> a bit of a gem hound. All right, so here's what we do we put some chains on Maya, and then while Drop Off is sleeping, she comes in and is like, Ooh, I'm the ghost of killings past. And then you can kind of guilt him into giving the diet. I love this idea. Okay, I'm not hearing a lot of responses. <laughs> I can give you a cloak that, that billows, and, and you can make it extra creepy. 
Ooh. You could disguise yourself as a ghost. The play, the play is so the thing. So we need to get Ghost Maya onto the ship somehow. That's still problematic. Well, who should, who's going to play the, the other ghosts? We need mm. two other ghosts to cast. You know what? Let's <laughs> hold an open audition. There's all these people in this town. A few people got to know their way around a script. So let's set that up. I mean, it is the town of Giaka, Jeff. If you want to jump in with the Christmas Carol auditions, I'm just going to leave that to you. <laughs> <laughs> you, you still are these people. <laughs> My name is Antonio. I'm a producer. I'll help produce this play. <laughs> and me, I'll finance it. <laughs> but I, want all, I want all the merchandise sales. Hey, the company from the musical is still there. They're all fish warming guts, up the instruments. Fish guts! <laughs> fish guts! <laughs> if only we had something to work on. Well, here's the thing. If we, you know, XX, you're right. We don't know what he's up to. And, uh, you know, the last time we went to do reconnaissance... We witnessed all of that stuff. I'll, I'll go scope it out for a few minutes. You guys just check with everybody. Maybe think of some more plans. I'm just going to go over to the edge and kind of just see what I can see. See if there's anything I can see that's, that's happening now. Uh, Gravely walks and tries to find Farah. You're able to do that? She's helping care for children and making some stew with Merkins, who's chatting her up innocently. Oh, Merkins. So. Having a good old time. Uh, maybe after this we can do a puppet show. Farah! Oh, hey, Gravely. Hi. Hi. Uh, we ran into a bit of trouble back in town. Oh, we almost... You have a cut, had you to have fight a cut off. right here on your head. Here, let me, let me patch that up. <laughs> oh, it, it's okay. I, oh, it's all just, right. Sorry. I, oh. No, it, you, you can. I mean, oh. it, I'm not stopping you. Oh, okay. Let me... Does this hurt? No. Uh, no. Not anymore. Stop. Let us role play. Oh. <laughs> Peanut gallery. What's going on? Listen, Is everything okay? Well, we're just trying to figure out a way to. We don't know. I think we're outnumbered and outgunned. And one of the little kids nearby know. is like, "Miss Farah, is that your boyfriend?" Uh, 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 um, uh, we're, uh, we're just uh, friends. Uh, we're former coworkers, but, actually. Yeah, but you know. Um, I mean, we're, 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 good. we're acquaintances. Yes. We went to a wedding together. Yeah. Okay, you're, you're both turning funny colors, but okay. Okay, everybody, back to making puppets. Back I'm, I'm, to making I'm, puppets. I'm already green. Back to um, making... Listen, uh, <laughs> so maybe... Um, I, I, I think we might be going into a, a battle that we might not be able to win, but before before we do, maybe I could... Um, uh, maybe I could um, tr- try to hunt something for you. <laughs> I could go hunt some rabbits or a small squirrel or something. Anything you want. It, it make to make a special meal before before we have to go. Gravely back. stay. Don't I, go anywhere. Stay with I me. Do it. It's. I have a responsibility. I can't tell you why. I just. I need to. You don't want to be with me. I'm. I'm a half orc halfling. I'm green and short and. I'm only good at one thing, shooting things. Gravely, you're good at so much more than that. You're wonderful. And I just want you to know that I care about you. Well, I, I, I care about you too, I think. And he holds her hand. <gasps> and uh, he says, I, I promise I'll make it back. I'll come back and find you. When all this is over, we'll go hunting together. Oh, Gravely, that just be swell. All right. And, uh, she kind of she kind of like puts her head back and kind of looks into his eyes, offeringly. He says, I-, "I should probably go back to the planning of what we're going to do." Okay, that's cool. I didn't have anything else in mind for this moment. 
I, I mean, it looks like you're busy no, with it's... all of these children. Don't want you to abandon the kids. <laughs> That's important. Yes, but... of course, the kids. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to the tent and get some ale. Uh, I, feel, I really need a drink. My very parched. I'm gonna leave now. He walks away. The kids are like consoling Farah. That's okay. You'll get him next time. <laughs> I mean, I was pretty clear, right? I feel like I was pretty open about what it was I wanted. Super obvious. I feel like you should I move on. You're not getting any younger. Look, you just don't get it. He's really nice. He can provide for me. I think he just needs to open up. I think he's too guarded. Some guys just need more clues, you know? Or you uh, could take the initiative and just initiate that. But I feel like that would be, you know, whatever don't, his trauma is, I don't want to trigger uh, that. Don't you know, be I don't restricted by gender roles, okay? You're an empowered woman who don't need help. Oh, you know, you're right. You can initiate. I just don't know how to navigate this. If you need to. <laughs> Planning-wise, one thing that is figures into various plans is that you don't have a very good way to communicate once people are separated. So once somebody heads off to the bastion, whoever's on the cliffs... And whoever's on the bastion not really able to communicate. So you could like you could all go to the bastion and be able to make calls on the approach if you were going to separate off in some way, or you could just wait till you see the bastion and then launch a whatever from the cliffs. But like once you're separated, it's gonna be a good like at least half a day before a plan could go into action and you're not gonna really be able to communicate. Can we see what XX is surveilling? Any new intel? Sure. Roll perception. 14. It seems like not a whole lot new in the town. It's definitely like piece by piece. The An army is definitely like emerging out of this portal and kind of like setting up camp around the portal, bringing in supplies. So the notion that like whatever's happening here is only going to get worse is definitely present. But what are they going to march on? I mean, there's just this town here. Where are they going to go? What are they going to do? I mean, do? there's a whole there's a whole realm of Popolona that exists. There's more than just that town oh, and okay. oceans and the rest of the realms beyond that. And I mean, certainly, if you were going to compare to what Charcandrus was doing, like that was a similar maneuver of like once the portal was open, troops emerged pretty quickly. They built that whole fortress around the portal. You know, we're moving, attacking the nearby towns, attacking respite and kind of expanding power out from there. So that definitely seemed like to be a kind of takeover of the land, the realm, who knows what beyond that. So these water based people want to take over this land. They seem to be working for drop off now. So who knows? Well, while he's doing that, um, I, I meet with uh, gravely meets with Tiburon and Maya and Honeymist and says, first thing is we need to make sure that the safety of uh, the citizens of Giaka are, are, are fine. So we need to we need to have them move away from this refugee camp and, and make sure that they're not in harm's way. Do you agree? Of course. We want to make sure everyone is safe. I think we should keep up the settlement as a decoy, though, for when someone blows the horn here. That way, they think there's still a camp, even though people have abandoned it. Yes, that's a good idea. That Maybe people will head up here, and then, and then a few people can... Uh, be ready to strike. We've been with the people up there for a while and you kind of know who the leaders are and you've been helping out. So you could definitely send most of the town farther inland to relative safety for now. And you're you're pretty confident, like at least a few dozen folks would want to 
would volunteer, if not like demand to stay back and do what they can, could certainly cause a big distraction, throw stuff down, shoot stuff down and yeah. make a big ruckus if that was helpful at, at the least. Yeah. So we'll we'll rouse, take a couple hours and we'll kind of talk to a militia, you know, a couple of volunteers that want to stay. We'll tell everybody else to head, head out in a, in a few hours, pack what you can and then leave and then kind of let them know what the plan is. Like we're one of them is going to blow the horn at uh, what time of day is it? I think realistically with having to hike back to the bastion, you're probably looking at by the time, by the time you could be back there and sailing, it would be, there's probably, there's probably plus also like injuries and spell slots and things used in your fight. You're probably looking at both needing a long rest and probably not enough time to make it all happen with walking back to the bastion. So you're probably resting and either lunching in the morning or waiting a little bit beyond that. So why don't we say sunrise? Okay. Sunrise the next morning is when we're going to do it. Cool. Is Giaka on the east coast or the west coast? Will the sun rise over the ocean or over the land? I'm pretty sure we described sunset over the ocean at some point. So the other one. Great. That would be west coast. Can you do that thing again where you make us all super hidden? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I could. Maybe it can be super hidden in the water and it would be sunrise. So it would still be kind of dark. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess we'll have to swim for it. Anime says, oh, I can help a bit with that for certainly. I could, I can uh, exert a bit of control on water, but I could also, uh, well, depending on where you want to go under or over, I could uh, make you all breathe water for 24 hours, or I could uh, help you all walk on water if you're not a big fan of swimming for, for that lasts about one hour. Oh, that would be very handy if we could breathe water just in case and then walk on water. Then we could sneak up uh, using my stealth we would be able to try to sneak into the captain's quarters which is on the side of the ship and get the drop on drop off how about that that could work and then right at sunrise that's when honey mist you would attack with your ship and i think we can use the bastion as the signal when the people here on the cliff see the bastion they sound the horn when we hear the horn we go up on the ship right when do you need to cast the spell on us can you cast the spell on us and then but yet, no, you're going to be on the ship. Well, That's it lasts for 24 hours, doesn't it? Water breathing lasts for 24 hours. Walk on water only lasts for one hour. I think the water breathing would be better because then we could... So does that last a while? We could we could start earlier, go with Honey Mist. She could cast it. And then we could walk, you know, through the water, take our time, and then go up and then, you know, sneak into the ship. Does that sound good? I will support it. Yeah, let's do that. What about the Leviathan? Where do we think it might be when the pan goes off? Well, hopefully it'll be taking a nap or something. I mean, it, uh, I, I don't know. Have we noticed anything about the Leviathan? Like, is it going back in the water? Is it kind of like going up and down? Is it? It's not visible right now, so it kind of like disappears into the water. When you see it, it seems to be almost made of water. So, like, you have really no sense. If it's not showing itself, you have really no sense of where it might be. I think it's only around when he summons it or he's got some sort of control over it with that thing on. So we'll make our way to the bastion and then we'll get a, a nice long rest before we enact the plan. All right. So everybody's headed off. All the players are headed off to the bastion, right? Yep. Yeah. All right. Any goodbyes, last words before you head off? Penny's there. Hey, where are you guys going? Uh, we, we give Penny the... If Penny's part of the militia, he's the one that blows the horn. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> it's very important. Don't mess it up. I won't mess it up. And he takes the, the wide end and he tries to <laughs> blow through it. On, <sighs> All right. Maybe we should give it to somebody else. <laughs> and then uh, uh, Gravely will go over to Farah. <laughs> oh, 
Gravely. <laughs> hey, are you? You're, you're, quiet down, everybody. Quiet, please back. Are there any kids around? Let's let's take a walk away from okay. here. Okay, uh, you're heading off with the rest of the town. Yes, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna stay okay. with the children. Yeah, I think that's good. Well, listen, uh, we're going back to the ship. We're gonna attack at dawn, so this might be the last time you see me. But I, I I'll I'll make it back to you. Gravely, I want you to have uh, this. Gonna... She pulls out um, uh, these leather bracers. I know you're a talented archer. Oh, thank you. These were my father's. Oh, Kept them. Farah, I, I no, I, I want you to have them, please. Just promise right. that you'll bring them back to me. Uh, of course, of course. I will. Thank you. That's very kind. Of course. Anything you want to give me? Gravely, Gravely puts on the bracers and kind of checks them out a little bit. And he says, only a promise that I'll, I will... I'll bring them back to you. And he leans in and kisses her. <laughs> she kisses back, baby! She kisses back! It's a moment! It's Birds take off! Butterflies are going off! Fireflies! Fireworks! It's happening for Gravely! From out of the bushes all around you, kids start jumping out and yelling, Yay, he did it! It's about time! Oh, Gravely runs away and casts pass without a trace on himself. <laughs> he just disappears. Gravely! Oh. He's like, ah! He just runs away. Oh, man. You guys, was it too much? Was it too much? <laughs> he runs back to Maya and, and XX and Tibber on the other side. Okay, okay, let's go. We gotta go now. Let's go. I'm, I'm ready to go. Come on. He just starts running. <laughs> I guess, I guess, we'll we'll go now. <laughs> follow, follow him, everybody. Let's go. Hey, anybody know that chick Farrah? Has she seen anybody? Because I was going to make a move on her. <laughs> Before we go. Uh, Hello, Knights of the World Table, and thank you for listening. I have something cool to tell you about today. We want to tell you about a 5e supplement that's available on Drive-Thru RPG, and it's called Ancestry and Culture, an alternative to race in 5e. And we really think this supplement's pretty cool. In fact, we are probably going to be implementing its rules on the podcast ourselves, so stay tuned for that. But basically, uh, what Ancestry and Culture does is it replaces the concept of race in 5th edition with two concepts, ancestry and culture. And basically what it is is almost exactly what we homebrewed with Gravely, which is Chris wanted to play a character who had a halfling parent and a half-orc parent. And there's not really any way to do that. And so we just sort of like mixed and matched what would that look like? Where did he grow up? What would he have learned from that culture? And so basically ancestry is what you have inherited from your parents and culture is what you've learned from the place you grew up in. Now you can have characters whose parent was a tiefling and other parent was an elf but was somehow raised by dwarves in a dwarf community and has inherited certain traits from all of those things it's a much more rich and interesting story and we think that's a lot of fun and if, if you want to play an elf with two elf parents who was raised by elves it doesn't really change that much so it's not you know forcing any changes on you to implement that so we're actually probably going to do a whole bonus episode to talk about that sometime in the near future probably in between seasons but we encourage you now to check out ancestry and culture and all Alternative to Race in 5e on Drive-Thru RPG. Arcanist Press is the publishing company that 
publishes this, and they also have some other additional supplements with just a whole bunch more ancestry and cultures that you can add to your game, which is a lot of fun. We'll probably look at that too. Remember to check out Arcane Anthems, Weston's Patreon, if you're interested in uh, the music on the podcast and supporting him. Remember to check out Dungeon Heads. That's uh, Chris's new Patreon that is up and running for his art. Follow us on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and everywhere else. When you're done with this episode, check out Chris's new podcast with Lance from the Geekly Grind called Comic Book Keepers. They have episodes on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Spider-Man Up with many more to come. And finally, take care of yourself, take care of each other, and make life an adventure. The crew quickly and quietly because of Pass Without Trace and also without being hampered by any difficult terrain because of Gravely Again makes their way uh, back to the Bastion in record time with some time to rest and prepare for the big plan in the morning. All of you bed down in and around the Bastion, the port, the little um, makeshift port that Honeymist has for the Bastion is really just like, it's in a cove that's very much like, it's not easily, you have to sail all the way into it and kind of around a corner before you can see just a little dock and a few buildings and sort of like makeshift camp and tents and some supplies and just a place where the Bastion can moor and get repaired and stuff so they've patched it up a little bit from the damage from the trident attack and the crew is there ready to go you're able to rest during that rest everybody is leveled up to level eight you've been talking comparing notes you just went through the harrowing rescue of an evacuation of giaka and you've all learned a thing or two you sleep decently well. You rest up. The crew before dawn, about everybody's woken up. Honeymist is up first. Well, actually, I'll kind of leave that to you guys. Um, the, the plan is to wake up early. Anybody, you know, want to drop in any thoughts in terms of how you sleep? On my side, but sometimes I kind of sleep like a starfish. <laughs> XX doesn't sleep. He stays out looking at the moon. Cool, cool. No recovery whatsoever for you? No, I mean, oh, no. then he goes to sleep. To, for the, for the full rest, to be clear, looks at the moon for five minutes. It's like just long s- enough so he can claim that he doesn't sleep, and then he goes straight to bed. Yeah, he sees that everybody else is asleep, and it's like, all right, now I'm going to bed. <laughs> he looks at the moon for five minutes, and then looks down and gravely standing next to him with his cloak billowing. <laughs> much cooler. All right, fine. You look at the moon. I'm going to bed. What? I didn't even see you there. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. We wake up while it's still dark. So with time to prepare the ship and get underway and get over to Giaka by sea before sunrise, you all quietly make preparations and head out. The bastion launches, goes around the cove and out towards Giaka. So it's dark. There's slight moonlight. Uh, You're sailing across the ocean. It's fairly still. There's nerves going on. And then the lookout from the top yells out, Fireball! Hit the deck! And everybody does hit the deck to the extent that you uh, roll a dexterity saving throw, and that's successful. But you don't have to roll it because um, you all kind of like drop expecting an incoming fireball, and nothing happens. At least not in like the timeline that you would expect a fireball to happen. So you kind of like poke your head up, and there is what looks like a fireball kind of coming in over the waves over from out in the ocean 
but moving slowly, not the speed of a fireball. And so it approaches closer and closer and closer, and eventually it kind of looks like a bird, like a big, fiery bird flying towards the bastion. Hold on, everybody. Be ready for anything. I'll draw my longbow, just in case. Do not suppose it's maybe it is a friendly fireball. Everybody down. I knew I said, what in blazes, blazes? How am I going to fight a fiery bird now? What have I got? What's oh, next? Every, everybody get down. Try to hide. Maybe it's a scout. So it flies closer and closer, and it definitely looks like a big fiery bird, and um, flies right up to... It flies up to the ship, and it transforms and lands on the ship deck. And in very red-hot form, it seems to transform immediately into Sindel. <gasps> it was a friendly fireball! Sindel! So Sindel says, hey, hey, it's me! And it appears that I am a phoenix! Oh, you, that- wait, you are a phoenix? Yeah! Crazy, right? Uh, we thought we lost you. Yeah, right? Right? So did I. But, like, then I was, I guess I was maybe under the ocean for a while. And then I woke up as, I have a lot of questions, honestly, about this. Because I did not know this information. I'm guessing it's maybe like a hereditary thing. I'm not sure. But I am, guys, I am so just pumped right now. We gotta do something, right? We gotta, we gotta just well, go oh, get the yes. thing. Awesome. Well, we're going to actually go take out, and I, I sort of let her know the plan, and then we'll be able to stop the Leviathan. Understand? <gasps> I could probably help with that. Yes, but but the first part of this plan because it's is... like a water creature, and I am like a fire creature, right? I could probably probably is not a good idea. Hopefully, we're going to stop it before it even shows up. And the, the key part of this is stealth. So I think, Sindel, it's you should stay on the ship. Until we attack the trident. Let the rest of us go. You stay here until the signal happens. And then you can create a distraction and... You don't want me to, like, go and, like, shoot fire and, like... Uh, like... I I appreciate the enthusiasm, but as um, unofficial, you know, uh, mission leader, I think uh, it's my duty as a friend to tell you that you're very loud... (laughs) And we need you to stay here on the ship. XX bloody heart. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he's have, back. Have we met? Oh yeah. I used to be like I used to be like this, and she like puts her head at like eight year old level. I was like Sindel, the little you know like fire kid, and like and she holds her hands out like she was in the portal. You know, like whoa, whoa, Sin- right? Hey, why are you like older? Like- yeah, it's complicated. I've been like in the fire plane, and I was like queen there, and then my gosh, it was such a drag. This is so much cooler. This is so rad. We are going to totally like we got this anyway. Uh, hey, bring it in, bring it in there, buddy XX. And she is like clearly like uh, red hot. Uh, <laughs> it would not be a good idea. Oh. So she got gets too, gets close to you, and you feel that burning, and kind of like <laughs> jump back. Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, still hot there. She's definitely making uh, those like Bernie footprints in the deck again. And Honeymoon's like, good, you're going to have to, that's got to be like shaved out. And then we've got to like refinish it. If you could not do that, that would be great. And she's like, I'm sorry. I'll try to cool myself down a little bit, which she seems only slightly able to do. All right. So I guess, okay. So, uh, I'll just, I'll just wait here until things inevitably go bad and uh, Leviathan attacks. And then I'll like fight it. Right. Yes. Well, wait here until. 
uh, you see the signal, and then the ship will attack, and you can fly over or cause a ruckus and, and distract the ship while we try to get the diadem. And Glazy. if you see me throw up a little... Um, Glazy. Uh, oh, yes. Hello. I think we should probably keep Cinder away from the Leviathan. I agree. Well, hopefully the Leviathan won't even show up. We'll be able to stop Drop-Off from summoning it before it even uh, he even needs to. Why should we keep me away from the Leviathan? Because he is made out of water and you are fire and I am concerned about your well-being, my friends. Hmm. Yeah, I think probably home field advantage probably matters a lot in a fight between elemental uh, creatures. So, yes. But, on the other hand, if it kills me, I'm the phoenix. So, like, that's cool. I'm sure I'll be fine. DM, do do I sense, um, as my favorite enemy, my greater favorite enemy is elementals, do I sense that Sindel is elemental in nature? Um, to the extent that you have a pretty significant expertise about elementals, the yes, <laughs> she definitely seems like one. Um, more so than she did even last time you saw her. Oh, I think perhaps you might have unlocked something, Sindel, in yourself. Right? Yeah, 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 I think so. And I am pumped about it. This is going to be great. Right, excellent. Well, we, we've got an elemental on our side. That's that's definitely a plus. That's kind of a win for 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 team team bastion so everyone ready as close as ready as we are going to be is um the legend of the phoenix something that xx would know about from the feywild from the people there from the court not particularly from the feywild but if you want to roll for it as just like your own history arcana or nature uh 18 Ooh. Yeah, I mean, the legend, it's not particularly from the Feywild, but the legend of a phoenix existing is something that people have generally heard about, kind of in the same way as in, like, our world. That's, like, a thing that people tell stories okay. about. Leviathan, too. Like, sailors are more likely to know about the Leviathan, but people have certainly heard of the phoenix as a legendary creature, yeah. and more like there's one of it than you know, might encounter one in the woods. Mm. And, you know, part of that legend is flying bird that, like, can die and then be reborn is the most of the versions of the legend of the phoenix involve that, which appears but, to have happened. But does it do it more than once in the legend or is it just like it did it one time and that's why it's a phoenix with your 18 roll? With your 18 roll, it's like a thing that the phoenix always does. And actually, okay. I mean, there's kind of a question of like, is it the same phoenix or is it a baby phoenix being born out of the dead phoenix or whatever? But It's like the Dalai Lama. Um, yes. I don't know, but her energy is, it is wild. You are, like your aura right now is, you are bright fuchsia. She's like literally bouncing. <laughs> I really have to see you guys. The Bastion is approaching Giaka Harbor, which is so Giaka is in a little bit of a cove. The trident was able to kind of like make a surprise appearance because of the way that kind of like cove is shaped. So you, the bastion, will be able to approach in a similar way. And so that brings up the question of Honey Mist can cast water breathing on all of you, but when you hop in the water, it'll just be like you in water. You're going to be swimming, or you'd have to like go down to the bottom to walk or whatever and so there's a question of like how close do you want to get before you hop in there how long are they gonna wait how do you want to handle this we're, we're going to hop in the water we're gonna swim 
kind of bobbing up and down. I'm going to cast Pass Without a Trace on us in the water to blend into the shadows in the water while it's still dark. The alternative is we could just get a cannonball and hold the cannonball and walk on the bottom of the sea, like in so many cartoons that I've seen. We could do that, yes. Yeah, yeah, we could weight you down in some way if you wanted to do that. Everyone grab something heavy. So we all grab cannonballs. So everybody gets a tent cannonball. You, uh, Captain Honeymist, casts water breathing on all of you, which will be active for 24 hours. Could be important. So dawn of the next day, you will no longer be able to water breathe. Pass Without Trace also is cast. But we don't have to use that until we come up from the from the bottom. Correct. I will wait. Yeah. Cast it underwater before we let the cannonballs go. All right. Are we able to talk underwater? I have the cantrip message. Ah, uh, there we go. Maya is like the only one that can direct communications and all she wants to do is talk the whole time. So you can't tell her to stop talking. <laughs> so that's going to be fun. I love it. So you all hop down there. Uh, you go down a pretty long way. It's maybe about 80 feet of depth, which is pretty, it gets pretty dark. It's dark to start with, and it's very dark by the time you get to the bottom of the ocean. Oh, I will also say this. XX Bloody Heart, you're kind of checking out the landscape, even the night before. Well, roll a roll perception. 11. Hmm. There's something about this landscape that seems kind of familiar. Like you've been someplace like this before. Mm, like I like I had uh, been through a portal here. Yeah, maybe something like that. Like you've had a glimpse of sort of, not these exact cliffs that you're looking at, but kind of like similar landscape. Mm-hmm. It's all coming together, yeah. I, I think he would have put that together though, right? That like Maya was here and she died. Yeah, yeah logically it would make sense that, um, yeah, you had kind of those like pieces of the puzzle. You were supposed to be going back to the last place the stick was. So probably that encounter with the plesiosaurs was fairly nearby. Cool. Um, are we underwater? So, as you're diving into <laughs> a dark ocean. Yet? Uh, I'll say no. <laughs> There's also like a leviathan down there and things. It's going to be certainly on your mind diving into a pitch black ocean <sighs> that not everything down there might be friendly. Okay. All right, let's go. All right, let's go. <laughs> Everything's fine. Let's go. It's an adventure. Uh, he thinks about it, but then just, okay, let's go. You drop down, 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 really deep. The underwater breathing spell seems to kind of protect you from the pressure of being at that depth. So it feels relatively regular. It's cold, super, super dark. You really can't see anything. You can, you know, you know which way's up because there's kind of like faint light up there. You have retained a vague sense of what direction the trident is in and uh, it's time to make your way. So do you have anything, anything anybody wants to use in terms of like communication, light, uh, navigation or anything like that? Or you're just going to kind of do your best to walk? I can certainly use message and I will just kind of do a rotation that's literally just me going from person to person about every 10 seconds saying, hello, how are you? Still good? I, I have 30 feet of dark vision, so I can kind of see. Yeah, that probably helps a little bit. I think also in terms of vision, the spell, it's not like opening your eyes underwater. You have a little bit better vision, like you were wearing goggles also. I'll give you that. But it's still super dark and kind of hazy down there. So your dark vision is applicable. You've got a little bit more vision than someone without dark vision. Gravely, how about you? (laughs) Gravely thinks back. 
I'm fine. It's very cold. Okay. Let's keep moving. Steven, how are you? Ah, I'm fine. Okay, uh, I'm fine. I gosh, jeez, you can't. Do okay. That. Oh, did just Steve look out for dinosaurs. Steven, how are you? Does anyone have a light? I'm having a bit of a difficulty no. seeing here. Moving on. Gravely, how Roll are tape. you? So oh you can't exactly light a torch. Nobody seems to have like a light cantrip or anything. So I have you're probably fire, but that's like worthless. Yeah, not gonna not gonna work well. <laughs> if only um, we had a green flame. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're all probably touching each other to make sure you stick together, making your way. Hold on, hold on. Can I use one of my quiver of elemental arrows and flame on, and it's just a little magical flame? You can try. <laughs> I'll try it. I'll just kind of pull it out and be like <laughs> um, so it lights up and it does create a little bit of a, a light it, you know it like I'm, I'm trying to get like a flare effect <laughs> just just enough where people can see to follow me I would say it probably like lights up but doesn't like necessarily stay lit you might actually be able to fire it and like fire out in front of you and see it but I'd say after about 20 seconds it goes out which I suppose you could continue to <laughs> pull out new ones they're not I'll limited just, I'll just do that once and if it mm-hmm. fails I'll just be like well mm-hmm. I mean kind of useful that like you think you could shoot that out and see it for at least 20 or 30 feet yeah I'll, I'll, I'll definitely it shoot away. it in the in the direction that we're going so we have mm-hmm. Beacon. I think walking along in like the murky haze, like if you've ever like driven in fog or anything or walked in fog, there's that sense of like, I don't know, it's out there. So shooting that arrow out in front of you momentarily illuminates that, okay, I don't, we know that there's not a giant evil creature for at least 30 feet in that direction. Steven, how are you? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Hey, you haven't seen any giant fish, have you? No. Okay. There might be giant fish here, but let's just walk quicker. Okay, Timberland, how are you? <laughs> it's so cold. I can feel it in my chest. Okay, gravely. <laughs> let's have everybody make a survival check to kind of manage your ability to navigate here. So we'll do a collective survival check. 17. 19. 12. 11. Gravely, I think you'd at least have advantage because of your navigating with your party thing. Oh, that's right. 23. Ooh. Ooh. Boom! It takes you uh, about an hour to make your way. As things actually, like, you can kind of tell it's starting to get a little bit light up on the surface, so things get slightly easier in the murky water. Um, so you get to the point where you are pretty confident you are approaching the trident that you think it's roughly above you. You can kind of just make out the silhouette of a ship looking up through the murk. All right, we'll make our way to the the rear of the ship. I forget what that's called. The aft. We make our way to the the aft of the ship. So roll perception before you uh, leave the leave the box. Okay. Uh, that is an eighteen. Hmm, okay. So looking up there, kind of like figuring out where the aft is and where you would need to let go of your cannonballs, you notice there seems to be some patrols up there. There seems to be from the bottom. They just look like pairs of sharks passing by, kind of circling the trident. Hmm. And there's one kind of directly above you. You can kind of make out another one, and they seem to be sort of circling. I'll motion to Maya, and I'll make a little, like, up uh, with my fingers, and then I'll make, like, a little 
shark, you know, kind of like with my thumb sticking up and, and a little like pinky going, rah, 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 <laughs> and I'll kind of swim through like sharks up there. <laughs> Maya kind of smiles and nods. I think she would just decide that that's an opportunity to, well, I guess you can't really charm sharks. They're probably not smart enough, huh? They might be the shark men. Oh. Gravely will try to get her to like, I'm like, talk, talk with me, talk. Uh, so I say hello with the message, but quietly inside his brain head. All right. Now listen, there's either shark men or sharks up there. And I think they're patrolling. I saw silhouettes. You want me to go make friends? Uh, I think we need to take them out. Let me try something. Oh, dear. <laughs> uh, I want to try and use my fey presence because I haven't done that in a long time. So they're probably about, you're on the bottom, still about 80 feet. They're probably about 60 feet above you. So depending on the range, you might have to go let go of your cannonball up there to try that. Okay. Uh, real quick, though, I'm going to message uh, one by one uh, Timron and Steve Jablonski, XX Bloodyheart. Hello, it is Maya. I hope you are still good. I am just letting you know that there are sharks. There is a real sharks or there are shark people and they are swimming up above us. I am going to try and make friends with them. But if I am unsuccessful, you should probably be ready to fight. All right, I let go of my cannonball now. Goodbye. And they have to make a wisdom save. While she's floating up, I'll just look at XX and I'll kind of like roll my eyes and I'll be like, cut the cutting throat, you know, like you <laughs> cut throat of the shark. Ah, rah, rah, rah. <laughs> like little, little, little hand motions. And I give him like, the, oh, the thumbs up. Right. And drop my cannonball and take out my sword and just, or take out, yeah, my short sword. And just let it, let me float to the top with the short sword leading like a, like a missile. And I'll, and to Tiburon, I'll kind of be like, you and me, let's get the other one. So starting with those wisdom saves, we got a 12 and an 11 from the two. Both of those are going to fail. So oh. they're my best. Woohoo! What kind of sharks are they? They are definitely sharks with legs. Uh, so as you get closer to them, you can identify the distinctly humanoid pieces of these are indeed two members of the shark contingent of Dropoff's crew. So being fey charmed, what does that mean for them? I mean, you know, they like me a lot. Charmed, uh, I'm sure. They can't attack the charmer or do anything that would be harmful against me. I have an advantage on any ability check to interact socially with the creature. All right, you're going to need to do that because as charming as you are, as naturally enamored with you as they are, they are on guard duty. And um, this person just like came up from the depths and waved hello. So what do you want to... Uh, I'm going to message, I'll message them. Hello, listen, uh, if you could, uh, we have got some important stuff to do here. And I think it would be best if you went back to the town because you would be much safer there. And I just want to make sure that you are safe because I am your friend and I put you first. The one that you message says uh, like, we, we've got to stay on guard duty, but uh Hey, listen, you really don't want to go up there. Uh, you you should probably hang out, hang out over here. We don't want a, a nice... A stab! Nice oh, <laughs> and roll initiative. <laughs> it was going so well. <laughs>
Hey, this is Chris. And Lance. Asking you to check out our new podcast, Comic Book Keepers. Join us as we delve deep into comic lore to uncover the history behind a wide variety of comic book characters. Each episode will feature one hero, villain, team, or ensemble, and break down what makes these heroes super. We'll give you recommendations on what storylines to read. Explain how characters were created. Discuss adaptations, costumes, and answer comic fandom's what-if questions. Yeah, and spoiler alert, these conversations can get pretty nerdy. This is Comic Book Keepers. Keepers.